Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I was just doing bath time with my daughter, Logan. She's uh, two and change, and she's at that stage where everything's a fight. And for example, she will, um, if you don't have a kid, this will seem foreign to you. If you do have a kid, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, she wanted to, so I, I put her in the bath, I picked her up, put her in the bathtub because she's, you know, too short to go in herself. Uh, or she's right at that point where she can, but on her tiptoes. And so she screams and says, I want to do it myself. I want to do it myself. So I take her back out of the bathtub and then um, let her do it. And a half second into her trying, she says, can you help me? And looks at me like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? You're an adult. I'm the child. Are you serious right now? Right? Like that kind of look. And so there's a lot of this... um, Going from screaming defiant to um, a smile, that kind of thing. It's it's very uh, it's very confusing. It's it's almost like you're in an abusive relationship, basically. And so most of the day, uh, she's been very difficult. Um, you know, dinner, screaming, no, doesn't want this, doesn't want that. And uh, I've been kind of exhausted. Uh, today's the day that I I watch her most of the day uh, because Vanessa. My partner uh, was running an online retreat. So I take her out of the bathtub because um, she has to pee. She says she's got to pee. I take her out. Uh, and I'm drying her. And then she doesn't want to go in the bathtub. And then she's. I said, okay, cool. So, okay, you're out. So she's like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And so I, I'm putting lotion on, lotion on her now. And she's leaning into me. And in that moment, she leans into me. And she says, uh, you know, there's like some silence as she's leaning in. Uh, and I'm uh, dry, patting her dry with a towel, putting lotion on her on her, on her stomach, and her face is like nuzzled because uh, she's leaning forward into my shoulder, and she says to me, "I love you so much." And, oh man! In that moment, um, just instantly broke down in tears, and I think I think partly it's um, because I was exhausted and and I was not expecting that right i was expecting her to continue with her defiance and uh instead she said i love you so much and it's like she could actually put that she could put that sentence together um at this age so it's it's, so it was loud and clear and it's of course the the cuteness of a two-year-old saying i love you so much is obviously touching as well my point in sharing the story is when's the last time you've cried because when I cried, and it's not like I was bawling, but you know, eyes welled up and I just started crying. And uh, I noticed that um, I just felt the release felt so good, like almost like an afternoon nap when you hit REM and you wake up and you don't know where you are anymore. Like it just felt so amazing. And I, and I thought to myself, fuck, when was the last time I cried? It wasn't... Uh, I'm trying to think of when. Um, I remember some of my hardest cries, right, like years ago. But I, I can't even remember the last time I just just kind of cried as a release. Um, I wonder if 
crying because crying has such a stigma you know when we cry or right before we cry we kind of announce if we're in public or with our friends oh you know the tears are coming or we announce here i go um almost like you don't want to or you're embarrassed to um people hide their faces when they cry and it's like crying has so much so many labels uh, that it's it's no no wonder that we we stop it right like we think if we're crying something is wrong and it means that we're weak or we're whatever. And so I was thinking, what if crying was accepted in our world like laughter? And you just see people laughing and crying like all the time, you know, at the park, coffee shop, and, and, and it's not a big deal. No one no one looks at the person like something's wrong or if they're hurt. Uh, we just see it as, as, as a release, like as casual as uh, laughter. I think that would be it would be so beautiful to see that. I mean, we we see humans laughing, and that's contagious, and that makes us happy. And um, but we never see humans crying. We never see humans. Um, well, when we do, we judge it. We we never allow humans to cry and look at those tears and say oh like that's great and good for them and they needed that release like there isn't that kind of um social acceptance as there is you know with laughter and i was just thinking if the world was like that i wonder if people would allow themselves to cry more because we need that release you know i really feel like we do and it's when we don't cry and we 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 hold those emotions in that it leads to us numbing it leads to uh you know like stones in our shoe uh where we're just getting angry it just leads to a lot of white knuckles and so crying and i gotta say especially for men because in in our society you know the whole locker room thing and uh toxic masculinity and and uh real men don't cry show emotion um i think it's important and i think it should start with us allowing ourselves to feel and then in moments um, like the one I had today where it it came you know out of nowhere when you find yourself crying because right after you cry you instantly want to stop or you you know if you're if you're in front of someone you quickly you wipe your face and you know say something about it and you don't have to I mean just to allow yourself to cry and be present I think we all deserve that. I think it's needed. I think it's uh, a general prescription for us the uh, as human beings today. I think we all need that, especially right now with everything that's going on in the world and um, just lots of pain, lots of feelings. And you should allow yourself to, to feel. And when you do and you feel that other side of you that's uh, been programmed by society to shut it down, um, I encourage you to not shut it down. And I just encourage you to let it go. To feel it. I think connecting to yourself, a huge part of connecting to yourself. Um, and maybe this is leverage for you. Uh, a huge part of connecting to yourself is actually to allow yourself to feel. And know that if you don't. For whatever reason, whether you're embarrassed or you have a giant should that you walk with, um, if you don't allow yourself to feel when feelings come up, you are disconnecting to yourself. For me, that helps me a lot. I, I, um, 
I, I break it down to, to connecting and disconnecting. And I, I think I do that because I've been disconnected with myself for so long, for half my life, that um, after my divorce, when I started over, that was um, priority for me. You know, what does it look like to connect to myself? What does it look like to... Because that, if that is the goal underneath that, it, it, it's it's binary. It's like whatever you're doing, you're either connecting or you're disconnecting. So if you're eating, say, one donut on a Friday because you feel like you deserve it, that's connecting to yourself, right? That's, um, I would say, self-care, self-love. Uh, if you're eating 12 donuts on a Friday because you're lonely and you're numbing, that's disconnecting. So you got to be honest with yourself, and um, know what is connecting and what's disconnecting. Like a hard workout can be connecting to you. Um, a workout so hard that it's you know that it's it's gonna put you on your back and you won't be able to walk for four days. And you're doing it because of uh, uh, you're competing with someone or it's a, it's coming from an ego place. Not like a legit competition, but like a. Um, like a competition that is that no one knows you're in except yourself. Um, if it's coming from more of a, more of an ego place, that might be disconnecting, right? If you are accomplishing things that are based on the external, that could be disconnecting. Uh, if you're accomplishing things that are based on um, own your own uh, self goals, your own. Um, definition of value your own you know north star if it's coming from a place of truth and passion then that that's connecting if you're buying bentleys and ferraris because you want people to like you or um, you want people to think you're rich that's uh um, probably that's disconnecting if you're a gearhead like me and you enjoy cars uh, and you're buying um, expensive cars because you can and because you you don't love them uh, that could be connecting. So it's different for everyone. Um, but when it comes to something like allowing yourself to feel, when it comes to emotions and sitting in them, no matter how uncomfortable, uh, whether they are tears of joy or tears of sadness, uh, it doesn't matter what the emotion is. Um, even if you're just down, to allow yourself to be down, you know, it doesn't mean to live there, right? Like, okay, so for example, when you're down and depressed, um, there's a tipping point where it can first start off as being um, something that connects you to you, because you're giving yourself, um, you're allowing yourself to feel down, you know, and then if you're down for two months, and you're now you're starting to feel sorry for yourself, and you're not um, making any effort to change, and you're kind of swimming in your own uh, shit, that kind of stuff, now you're disconnecting with yourself. So um, duration can also be a factor. But going back to building a better relationship with you, going back to connecting with yourself as uh, as um, one of what I call the, uh, oh my gosh, if I say it, I'm going to have to explain it, but the, I call it fast elbows, and it's just... Uh, you know what? Let me not explain that. It's in my book, Sing on Purpose. But let me just say um, it's a quick go-to. So um, the quick go-to question is, am I connecting or disconnecting? Um, keeping it really simple like that, uh, I mean, it helps me tremendously because I could, you know, in that split second, 
allow myself to do something like cry or have a donut or not, you know? Um, and I think that if you connect to yourself as much as you can, um, you're going to have a better relationship with you. I mean, um, allowing yourself to do things that connect to you are only going to make you feel better about yourself. And then the execution piece is what's you're, you're kind of reparenting yourself. You are um, building that relationship and that trust with you, right? So, um, yeah, so connect to yourself and be aware of when you're um, when you're disconnecting yourself and ask yourself, what does it look like to connect? And can I give that to myself? Um, that's all a huge part of building your relationship with you. And it's something I've been practicing for the last uh, 12 years. And, you know, sometimes we snap back. Even um, just an hour ago when I um, cried during bath time, uh, there, were, there was that knee jerk of me wanting to stop it or not show tears, especially in front of my child. Like, you know, the, and then I was like, what am I doing? Um, but but it was only for a split second, and then of course I allowed myself to, and I just took a beat, just allowed myself to feel, and in that allowance, because you're so vulnerable and it's scary, um, especially if you're around people and you're showing that allowance, that is so powerful, and that is what building a better relationship with you uh, looks like. It, imagine this: if your friend was crying, and you. I mean, what would you do? Would you tell your friend to stop? You're embarrassing me. <laughs> quit, quit being a wimp. You know, I mean, I guess some people do man up, right? Um, I guess some people say that depending on the environment, but uh, most likely not, right? Most likely you're, you're going to um, comfort them, support them, let them be them, let them feel, you know, ask them how you can be supportive, and so that's easy because we do it with, with friends all the time. But the practice of doing that to you, the practice of taking a beat and allowing yourself to give yourself what you need, no matter what that is, um, that's, that's huge. And the practice of that is what building a better relationship with yourself looks like, or at least it's one part of it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, before you go, I just want to mention Vanessa and I are running a book club. This is the first time that we're ever running a we've ever done this, and uh, you get our new book. It's not me, it's you. It's uh, a relationship book. Um, I think it's the best book I've ever written, but uh, we co-wrote it, and that's probably why because only I only wrote half. <laughs> but we're going to do a live Zoom, uh, or we may already be doing it, depending on when you hear this. Uh, just click my uh, bio link on my Instagram, and it's front and center. And if you pre-order a book, you uh, get in free. It's live. It's once a week. And we're going to go through the entire book um, and have a good time doing it. Uh, so hope to see you there. Thank you for listening. Be well. Hey, if you have a passion for helping others and you want to create a more meaningful career or add to your current skill set, it's time to become a life coach with Lumia. When I became a life coach many years ago, there wasn't anything like this. So I developed this program alongside with Noel Cordo, Lumia Coach Training. 
and it's amazing. It's 100% live and online, meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, ICF accredited to with 20 diverse instructors in a thriving alumni community. Go to theangrytherapist.com and click on Become a Coach and explore Lumia Coach Training. I'll see you in class.